Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about the Dolphins going into this year. This is the year the Dolphins come into the competition and they've got a couple of things to do if they want to be a successful team. Now, They've recruited enough players to have a starting 17. They've got a few development players coming through as well for the future. There's just a few things that they need over the next few years if they want to be a successful team. And I've got a list of things that they do need. It's only a short list. They don't need too many things, but there are a few things that they do need, or should I say players, that they do need going into the next few years if they want to be a successful team. Side. Now, the first one I've got here is a halfback. They definitely need a halfback in that side. Someone that's not afraid to take a hold of that side and really uh, steer the ship a bit at that side. They need someone to steer the ship over the next few years just while they get settled in the competition. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, over the next few years, could do a great job for the Dolphins. I'd rather him at six, though, and have another seven there that you're going to get a few years out of that can really steer the ship. Sean O'Sullivan definitely complements other halves well, but they do need someone there to steer the ship. So uh, looking at some of the guys off contract at the moment, off contract going into this current season, you've got two halves. You've got Albert Kelly. Uh, I don't know what his situation is, but he is off contract. He doesn't have a contract going into this year. Uh, And Brandon Wakeham as well, a bit younger. Uh, You can get a little bit more out of him. Is he the guy to take control of a side to steer the ship? Probably not. Um, but he is a younger half and especially uh, looking at depth as well in the halves for the Dolphins. He'd be a great little get. You can get uh, for cheap as well. So uh, Brandon Wakeham or Albert Kelly. Albert Kelly could steer the ship. As I said, I don't know his situation, uh, what's going on with him at the moment, but uh, last time I heard he was in a little bit of Barney. Uh, Going into the 2024 season though, there are a few halfbacks they can go for here. Now, I've written a few of them down, obviously off contract at the end of the 2023 season, at the end of this season, going into the 2024 season. These are the guys that are off contract. Now, the first one from the Kennedy Bankstown Bulldogs playing fullback at the moment, but has played halfback in the past. Jake Avarillo, I think that he would be a really, really good add to this side. Uh, a really, really dynamic player. You could probably play him at six uh, and then have Sean O'Sullivan or Anthony Milford for the first year in the seven if you do want to wait maybe an extra year to get a seven or just rely on Sean O'Sullivan to do a job because I think over the next few years, he will be developed into that game managing halfback, playing under Wayne Bennett. I'm sure that's Wayne Bennett's plan going into this season to get him into a dominant NRL halfback. So if that's the plan and you want to go for a more dynamic sort of six role or chuck him as a dynamic seven and have uh, Sean O'Sullivan in a controlling six sort of role, wherever you, whatever direction you want to go with that, uh, Jake Avarillo, he'd be a pretty decent signing for this side. A very, very talented player. Very, very talented footballer. Now, the next guy also from the Bulldogs. Now, just keep in mind, Phil Gould at the start of last season or maybe midway through last season, he said that they were interested in getting a halfback and a fullback. So, 
Depending on if the Bulldogs get Moses and Stephen Crichton like they're reported to do, uh, both of these guys could end up leaving and coming to the Dolphins. But um, Kyle Flanagan, yeah, he's the second guy that I've got here, and I think that he would be a pretty decent fit. Him and Sean O'Sullivan, I wouldn't mind that halves pairing at all. They're pretty similar players, except Kyle Flanagan's a really good defensive halfback as well. So that's another sort of perk you get with Kyle Flanagan. I've been really, really supportive of Kyle Flanagan over the past few years. He's a really, really solid halfback, in my opinion, getting a lot of unfair criticism, really talented footballer in dominant outfits, and I think that he'll go really well this year for the Bulldogs. Maybe earn himself that Dolphins contract and maybe take that opportunity to be under Wayne Bennett, and I think a Kyle Flanagan under a Wayne Bennett would be insane. So uh, another option there is Kyle Flanagan. Now, obviously, at the Sharkies, Nico Hines and Matt Moylan are going to be the halves pairing going into next season. That's pretty damn obvious. They did so well last season. Braden Trindle, he's behind both of those guys. He could maybe take the opportunity to go to Redcliffe uh, and play under Wayne Bennett as well in the halfback jersey. I've really liked what I've seen from Braden Trindle in the games that he has played for the Sharks. Uh, so he's another option there that could go over there and play in the seven jersey. You could also sign him again as a depth signing to have there if someone goes goes down, he'd be a great replacement, say, if one of their dominant halfbacks, whoever they do end up getting, if they do end up getting another halfback, that's the big if, uh, he could come in and play that depth sort of role if someone goes down injured in the halves. So uh, Braden Trindle would be a pretty decent get there. I think he can also play fullback as well. So as I said, pretty decent depth signing there if you were to go the way of Braden Trindle. Uh, Adam Clune from the Newcastle Knights, again, under Jackson Hastings and probably Kalen Ponga now in the halves. Uh, he won't probably get that much game time in 2023. He could request a release and go to the Dolphins in 2023, or he could uh, go there in 2024 when he is off contract at the end of that season. So very interesting to see if Adam Clune leaves the Newcastle Knights. Again, another good depth guy, or even if they want him starting, he did a great job for Newcastle when he was in there. Uh, he can do a good job for you. And especially if it's temporary as well, if he's the temporary guy they bring in for cheap before they get someone massive over the next few years, look, he'd do a pretty decent job for this side as well. So Adam Clune, another option there for the 2024 sort of season um, for the Dolphins. Mitch Moses also comes off contract at the end of that year as well. Um, at the end of the 2023 season, he's yet to be re-signed by Para. I think he will be re-signed by Para from everything I've been hearing. Uh, I think the guru is pretty strong on him being re-signed by Parramatta now that Dylan Brown's been re-signed. I was sort of the opposite. I had a conversation to him the other day, um, and I was sort of on the side of if they've signed Dylan Brown, especially on big money, depending on uh, the salary cap for next year. It's still unconfirmed too, by the way. They said 11.45 mil which gives clubs an idea of how much money they'll have. But the RPLA have come out and said that's not the case. So I don't know where that sits with the salary cap for next year, but I think they'll probably just stick with the 11.45. If that's the case, yes, I could see the Eels maybe re-signing him. But even then, do the Eels have enough money to keep Mitch Moses from what he's demanding? Plus, they've got to re-sign all of these other guys. Junior Paolo, Regan Campbell-Gillard. I'll put any money on Sean Lane playing Origin halfway through this year as well. So plenty of guys that are going to be demanding more money. Are they going to have enough to keep all of their stars? Because eventually, now, obviously, Reid Marnie and Isaiah Papali'i have already left, but still, are they going to be able to keep these guys? Um, 
depending on if they do take unders, I'm not sure. Guys like Sean Lane, I'm sure would be okay uh, with taking maybe some unders. I don't know him too well. I don't know him at all, to be honest. I don't know any of these guys. What am I talking about? But uh, he seems like the type of guy that would maybe take unders at the club and Parramatta have taken guys for unders in the past. If Parramatta do give Moses the million bucks, I think they'll only just be able to scrap together the million bucks. The Dolphins can pay him 1.5. Remember that. Whatever the Eels can give Moses, it's pretty much guaranteed that the Dolphins can give him a lot more than that. Even if it is that million dollar mark, the Dolphins can give him 1.5. So very interesting to see where Moses sits uh, in the 2024 season. Does he leave the Parramatta Reels to go to the Dolphins, the Bulldogs or the West Tigers? It's very, very interesting to see where he goes there. But I think we'll find out in the next few months. I think he could stay with Parramatta. Reporters have been very 50-50 on it. Reporters have been saying a bit of both loyals, that he'll be leaving, that he'll be staying. So we really don't know where we sit. But outside looking in, I could definitely see him staying if he is a loyal, if he does want to win a premiership with the club. And I think he'll sort of take the Kalen Pong ideal of, I want to win a premiership at this club. And especially coming so close, uh, obviously last season, I think he will want to stay at the Parramatta Reels and get there again, get in that position again and potentially win a comp uh, with the Parramatta Reels. Holy heckers, that was a lot of Mitch Moses dribble. Anyway, let's go on to the next guy. Someone a little bit less known. Played a bit in the Super League. Signed with the Penrith Panthers for a one-year deal, but he does come off contract at the end of this season. Jack Cogger. I haven't really seen him play, but from what I hear, he's quite good. So uh, I'll obviously have to see him play a few games in reserve grade before I make a call uh, whether I think that the Dolphins would go for him. But I think they'd be going for pretty much anyone, especially if they can't get Mitch Moses. They definitely want to get a guy in there. And Jack Cogger, young. I think he's young. Um, coming from the Super League, if he plays good footy in reserve grade for the Penny Panthers, a great system there. He'll learn a lot from the Penrith Panthers. Going over, obviously, to the Dolphins, where Sean O'Sullivan is at the moment. Two Penrith guys. I think it just really works well. So Jack Cogger is definitely a guy I've got in the back of my head there. Uh, this one's a bit unorthodox, but Drew Hutchison from the Sydney Roosters comes off contract at the end of the 2023 season. I don't know how old he is. I think he's only 28, 29. Um, so an experienced guy. He's obviously played in a few systems. Uh, been to... Uh, the Super League as well as the Sydney Roosters system. Played starting halfback before, uh, and I think that he is a very, very structured half. He's definitely uh, one of the types of halves that the Dolphins should be going for. Super structured half and can lead a team around. We saw with the Roosters last year and the year before that, pretty much when they had all the injuries as well. He can lead a team around Drew Hutchison. So uh, definitely a guy I'd be looking at if I was Wayne Bennett. Definitely deserves to be in first. First grade, uh, he'd definitely be a guy I'd look at for that number seven jersey to lead this team around at least for the next few years before they get someone else potentially or depending on when they develop Isaiah Katoa. And that's another thing you've got to take into account as well. Isaiah Katoa, uh, when his development sort of reaches the peak of when he comes into first grade or when he'll be ready to come into first grade. Now, geez, I worded that really, really weirdly. Uh, made that a lot more complicated than it should have sounded. But anyway, uh, Drew Hutchison, a great target there for the Dolphins. The last guy I've got here, I think he's more likely to play in the six, but he has expressed interest to play in the seven. West Tigers, Adam Dewey. If he still wants to leave the club, uh, I don't know if he wants to leave the club, but from most of his quotes from last year, it seems like there is a little bit of uneasiness there. Uh, obviously, 
obviously Jackson Hastings is left, so that is pretty much confirmed to be in the six jersey. But if he wants to go and get more money, like he's been demanding over the past few months, uh, going over to the Dolphins wouldn't be such a bad idea for him. He can play fullback in the centers or at five eight. Don't know where Wayne Bennett would put him. I feel like Wayne Bennett would be more inclined to chuck him at center, to be honest. But we know six is his best position. He'd be a pretty good signing for the Dolphins. He would. Um, very dynamic player. Great ball handling. Proven in the six. I think that he'd be great there with Sean O'Sullivan in the seven. Uh, it really depends the angle they want to go at. Do they want to put Sean O'Sullivan at six or seven? Do they want to mold Sean O'Sullivan into a game-managing half? I think that's the plan uh, of Wayne Bennett over the next few years, especially when you've got, as I said before, a very dynamic player in Isaiah Katoa coming through the grades that could potentially play in the six over the next few years, having uh, Anthony Milford in the halves for the for the last few years of his career uh, while they, you know, develop this guy in Isaiah Katoa. So very, very interesting, the angle that they're going to go for here in the halves uh, for the Dolphins. The next position I've got here, and this is one of the more lengthy podcasts, so strap yourself in. It's going to be a long one, fullback. Now, the f- options that they have for fullback uh, for the end of the season, there isn't many going into this season. In fact, there's none. There's no fullbacks currently off contract going into this year. Going into 2024, they have got a shit ton of options. A shit ton. Uh, the first one, obviously, Jake Averilla. We talked about him. Dynamic, super talented footballer. Would be great at fullback for them. Won't spend too much time talking about him since we already talked about him before. Tessie New from the Brisbane Broncos. I think he would be unreal. I can't believe he's unsigned still uh, going into the 2024 season. Really talented player. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos, they won't need a fullback obviously since Reese Walsh is there. I'm expecting him to kick on and kick on well. Um, so obviously testing you won't really have a spot unless someone gets injured. I could say him going Herbie Farnworth. I could say him going as well. I don't know what his situation is. I think they did re-sign him, uh, but it still says uh, that he is off contract. So I don't know what's going on there, uh, but he could be an option. Herbie Farnworth, Lachlan Miller. He played at fullback when Will Kennedy was suspended and did a really, really solid job. Also played on the wing a few times during the season and absolutely killed it, Lachlan Miller. So definitely one to watch there. He could definitely go over to the Dolphins. I'm reportedly hearing that he's linked to the Newcastle Knights more so. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens there. Newcastle, if obviously Callum Ponga goes to 5'8", they are going to need a guy like Lachlan Miller to come in at fullback if they are going to experiment KP in the number six jersey, which is what I'm hearing they're doing for sure. Dane Laurie from the West Tigers. Charlie Staines has been rumored to take the fullback spot if that's the case, which would be absolutely stupid from the West Tigers because Dane Laurie has done such a great job for them over the past two years. Uh, Dane Laurie could make the move to the Redcliffe Dolphins, the Dolphins, whatever you want to call them. Um, He would be great there, Dane Laurie. Uh, K.O. Weeks from the Manly Seagulls. I'm hearing he may be playing in the sixth jersey later on in the season for Manly. Um, If he doesn't, uh, then he could probably go maybe as depth in that fullback jersey there uh, for the Dolphins. 
Stephen Crichton's on my list as well, obviously from the Penrith Panthers. He's been linked to the Bulldogs. It looks very likely he could sign there since Penrith just won't have enough money to keep him. Uh, so he could go to the Bulldogs. But then again, as we said before, whatever the Bulldogs have, the Dolphins have a lot more cash to throw around. So they could chuck, as I said about Mitchell Moses, a 1.5 deal out of thin air to Stephen Crichton to take for that 2024 season. We just don't know. Uh, but he is off Contract, so it'd be very interesting to see what happens with him. He could make the move to the Dolphins and get a shit ton of money to play fullback. Blake Taft from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, another guy you could chuck maybe a 500k contract, maybe a 400k contract, get him for cheap. Test him out in that fullback jersey. Otherwise, just keep him for depth as well. I've heard that he has potentially requested a release from South Sydney. Obviously, since Latrell has re-signed, he doesn't really have a spot unless someone gets injured. He'll probably be playing reserve grade for maybe a few more years. Corey Allen from the Sydney Roosters, and he's only just signed there, but it was only a one-year deal, so he'll be off contract as well to go to the Dolphins still. Uh, and then Joseph Suali'i, he's got a player option going into 2024. So he technically is off contract in 2023. At the end of 2023, I should say, he's got the player option to go into 2024. So he could still leave and sign with the Dolphins if he wanted to. So very interesting stuff there. That's what I'm hearing about Joseph Suali'i. But a lot of options there um, for the Dolphins, for the fullback jersey, which is definitely something they need to solidify. If they're going to go with Jermaine Asako, they need to go with Jermaine Asako. If they're going to go with the hammer, they need to mold the hammer into that role. Now, one of the things personally I think that the Dolphins need is just some young mongrel forwards, just some young mongrels, whether that's in the front row, whether that's at lock, or whether that is in the back row, just to absolutely tear up this team, absolutely tear up. Now, obviously, uh, Victor Radley's made it clear that he wants to re-sign with the Roosters, but he is of contract, so he's still available. Wayne Bennett could get an easy get him over there, very unlikely, but he is still off contract. Um, Spencer Lenu, I think would be perfect, a perfect fit for this Dolphin side, young mongrel. He's literally the definition of a young mongrel forward that just absolutely tears it up now. Some more forwards that are off contract from the Bulldogs. Uh, we've got Luke Thompson, a bit older, a bit of an older gentleman here, but a mongrel in his own sense. You can chuck him at 13 and great with his ball handling through the middle as well. So uh, can play that ball moving forward in, uh, through the middle uh, for the Dolphins, which would be great for them. I think that he'd be a great signing. Some more guys off contract at the end of the 2023 season in the forwards. Obviously, the big one that really catches my eye is David Fafita. Now, we've heard a lot of rumors he's going to Canberra. That's definitely not set in stone. He could still go to Redcliffe playing under Wayne Bennett. David Fafita would be insane, depending on the half they sign as well. If they go out and sign a Mitch Moses and David Fafita at the end of this season, Putting those two together, oh my goodness, that is chef's kiss. That is going to be unreal to watch going into next year. David Fafita, if he goes to Canberra as well, he's going to get good ball off either a Jack Whiten or a Jamal Fogarty. So he could go either way for me. But look, we've said it a few times now, the Dolphins, whatever Canberra is going to offer um, Dave Fafita, the Dolphins could probably chuck some more money his way, a lot more money his way to go to Redcliffe. 
in the back row for St. George, Tyrell Fuimayano. They can't afford to lose him, the Dragons. But if they do, he goes to the Dolphins. He is a freak of a player, an absolute freak. Hasn't been in first grade. Should be included more in first grade. But if he isn't, goes to the Dolphins. He will really kick on there. He'll be a great signing for them. Francis Molo's younger brother, Michael Molo as well. A little mongrel. Well, not a little. Definitely not little. But a mongrel of a front rower as well they could get. Uh, he is an absolute weapon and a really strong front rower they could get in that side Michael Molo so if he wants to go to the Dolphins that would be a pretty decent signing for them as well Wurramu Greg from the Parramatta Reels as well played in the Indigenous All-Stars game over the past two years for the Mary side a unit of a bloke. He is absolutely huge and a really strong front rower. They could definitely get him. The Dolphins have that depth there in the front row. A guy that could come in if there is an injury and absolutely kill it off the bench uh, for the Dolphins. Nathan Brown as well, if he gets included uh, in this Parramatta Eels side or not, he could definitely go and make the move to Redcliffe to the Dolphins. He would kill it there as well. A much smaller and older body, uh, but he would kill it there for sure. A smaller, uh, really agile forward there for the Dolphins. Jeremiah Nanai in the back row as well. I doubt that he'll leave the Cowboys now that he has pretty much been involved in a really successful top eight outfit. I'm 20% sure. I'm not 20% sure. I'm probably around the 50, 60% uh, sure that Jeremiah Nanai will stay with the Cowboys, uh, be loyal and stay there, potentially win a Prem uh, with that side. It's a very strong outfit. I think that will stay. But if he does leave, the Dolphins will definitely benefit from his sign. He could do a lot worse than a Jeremiah Nanai, who is just an absolute weapon. And then Trent Loiro from the Melbourne Storm. And they can't really lose forwards as well, Melbourne. Uh, they haven't got much size in the forwards going into next year, especially if there's injuries. They're pretty much screwed. But if Loiro potentially works his way out of that outfit, joins the Dolphins, he would be a great signing from them as well. In the back row, can play in the middle as well. Uh, we've seen how good he is in most games for Melbourne. So uh, just some young mongrel forwards is what they need. And finally, just some depth. They need to get depth in all of their positions if they want to be a strong side going into next year, going into the next few years. They just need depth. And it pretty much just goes through every single guy we've gone through, plus some just some younger guys, you know, your Jake Averillo, your Brandon Wakeham's even in the halves. Josh Cook in the hooker role. Uh, he would be great to bring into that side. Just plenty of guys. There's plenty of guys off contract in 2024. Some young guys that they could get. They just need to build a foundation in that club under those starting guys. They need to build a foundation. They need to get some depth. It's definitely something they need. And just young guys as well. They've got a lot of older guys. They need guys to take those spots, obviously, when the older guys retire. So get some depth in that side. It's something they really, really need going into next season. Oh,